0: Hi, this is Melissa with Mixin' Some Magic. Welcome to my podcast. Welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. We just returned from Disneyland. We were there over Thanksgiving and we had such an amazing time. It was the first time our family has been at Disneyland altogether since 2018, but the first time ever that we have been at Disneyland with just our family. In the past, we've always had friends or other family members there with us, which is always fun, but it was, was the first time that we were there, just our little family, and it was amazing. I loved it, I loved every minute, and it was really nice especially since my kids are all older we didn't have a stroller to push around and there was no crying and they didn't have a hard time waiting in the longer lines and things like that so it was just absolutely wonderful and now I'm dying to go back with all of them again but we had some interesting experiences that I can't wait to tell you about, some new experiences that I can't wait to tell you about. Today I have a few things I want to go over. We're going to be talking about the Plaza Inn Parade Dining Package that I tested out. Um, This is where you can eat dinner at the Plaza Inn, or lunch actually, and then you have a reserved viewing spot for the parade. So we did that, I'm going to talk all about that. I'm going to talk about crowd levels during the Thanksgiving holidays, my my actual thoughts, what I thought about them, because I've heard horror stories about being there over major holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas. I'm going to talk about Thanksgiving at Disneyland because we were there on Thanksgiving Day and we had our Thanksgiving meal at Disneyland. Um, Photo Pass, I want to touch on some interesting insights I had for Photo Pass, and some of my kids' favorite things that we did while we were there. So we'll get to that in a minute. First, I want to talk about Disney news. Um, Big news is supposedly uh, It's a Small World is going to open up next week. That's subject to change, of course. It has been down because it had some flooding issues that really, really messed everything up and I guess caused significant amounts of damage to the electrical system. So they've been working around the clock. One report I read said that they were working 24 hours a day trying to get it up and running so it could be a part of the holiday celebration. I know it's all ready to go for the holidays minus the fact that it's not working. So rumor has it it's going to be up and running sometime next week. So hopefully that's the case and that way some people can still be able to experience It's a Small World holiday version, which I think is maybe better than the original in other disney news reservations for disneyland in december are completely gone i keep getting messages from people saying tickets are sold out no you can still buy tickets you just can't go in december because reservations are gone so tickets and reservations are two different things you have to have both to get into the park and reservations for december are completely gone which people are upset about What I, I'm sorry. (laughs) Like it's the holidays at Disneyland. What did you think was going to happen? You can't just wake up and say, we're going to go to Disneyland tomorrow and throw your kids in the car, drive to the airport and show up at Disneyland. That doesn't happen anymore. It's a busy time of year and most people have been planning on attending Christmas, the holidays at Disneyland for quite a long time. So people who are last minute planners are upset that they're not able to go. So that's too bad, Um, but keep that in mind for the future. Anytime you want to go to Disneyland, you need to have tickets and a park reservation. You are going to be able to make your park reservations 120 days in advance if you're a regular ticket holder. If you're a Magic Key holder, you can make them 90 days in advance. So keep that in mind. You're going to need a reservation. I've heard terrible stories of people who bought their tickets but didn't realize they needed a reservation and showed up at the parks and it's just awful. So don't let that happen to you. Make a reservation and make it as soon as you are able. As soon as you hit that 90-day mark or that 120-day mark, make your park reservations so that you don't have to be upset if they do run out of reservations on the dates that you were planning on visiting. While I was there, I upgraded my ticket to a magic key, so now I am officially a magic key holder, and I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know. I'm I'm really bummed because I wanted the Believe key, but that one sold out before I was able to get it. I didn't want to purchase it outright because we were going on this Thanksgiving trip, and I wanted to put the cost of my ticket, my five-day ticket, towards my magic key because it saves a significant amount of money. So they'll, while you are on your trip, they will let you pay the difference to upgrade to a magic key. So that was my plan. That's what I wanted to do, and they sold out of the Believe key, which was the one I wanted, and all they had left was the Enchant key, which I was kind of bummed about, uh, but it's fine. It's fine. It is what it is. I was pretty happy with the price because I had my five-day ticket that I got through Getaway Today and I got it when they were doing a sale, buy four days, get the fifth free. So my fifth day was absolutely free, but when my tickets are linked in the Disneyland app, Disneyland doesn't know that I didn't pay for the fifth day and I only paid for four because it just shows up as a five-day ticket. So they take the amount of my five-day ticket that I paid and they put it towards my magic key, and I just have to pay the difference, which was only $289. And I I was actually pretty happy about that, because if I go, you know, once or twice in January, February, March, whenever I go next, then my magic key will have paid for itself, because I used it I mean I used the upgrade to pay for it. So we were already going in December or in November for Thanksgiving and I just took advantage of that fact and piggybacked adding my magic key on while we were there just to save that extra money which I think is really the best way to do it. That's how I always did it when I was buying annual passes because you if you're going anyway, you might as well upgrade and save the money. Plus I saved I think like $40 through Getaway Today, buying my tickets through Getaway Today on the deal that they were having, so I ended up saving even more on my Magic Key, which was pretty great. So, I'm excited that I have a Magic Key, but I'm not sure (laughs) if I'm excited. I don't know, I have mixed feelings, I guess. I'm sure it will be fine. When I did all the math, it really didn't make sense for me to not have one. And I don't think making park reservations will be a problem most of the time since I am able to make them so far in advance since I live in Utah and I do have to plan my trips out. I don't think it'll be a problem. We'll see. I don't know. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm excited. I'm excited. Overall. Maybe. I don't know. I still don't know. I don't know how I feel. Give me time and I will let you know. All right, let's take a quick break. When I come back, we'll jump into all of the stuff that I'm going to be talking about today. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Mix In Some Magic. guys the holidays are almost here I can't believe it oh it's time it's happening if you're still working on your Christmas shopping I have a post on my blog that might be helpful for you it's 50 gifts that you can get on Amazon and Etsy that are all geared toward Disney fans there's some really great things on there and any one of them I would be thrilled to get as a gift and so I'm the ultimate Disney fan, so I know that any other kind of Disney fan would also be thrilled with any of these gifts. So, I will put a link to that in my show notes. Check it out. That might save you some running around if you are looking for shopping ideas. Also, another great idea for a Christmas gift is a vacation. You know how much I love Disneyland. You know how much I love vacations, and giving a gift of a vacation is I don't know, in my mind, the most magical thing you can do. Maybe that's just me because I love vacations in Disneyland. But if you are struggling about what you should give your kids for Christmas, think about giving them a vacation. Um, we are doing that this year with our kids. They don't have very many things that they want for Christmas, and we decided it would be fun to just take them on a trip make memories instead of getting them a bunch of things that they really don't need and that they really aren't going to use so we're going to be gifting a vacation this year maybe it's a good idea for you too if you're thinking a disney vacation might be a good idea for your family check out my friends at getaway today because they have the very best deals on tickets they're always discounted off the gate prices and great prices on hotels too you can often find buy three days get the fourth free So many great deals, I have a lot of hotel Tours on my Instagram in my story So if you're trying to decide what hotel you want to stay at click on those You can look through pictures. I have toured a lot of hotels around Disneyland So if you're not sure where you want to stay but you have some like a budget in mind and some specific things Then send me a DM on my Instagram or send me an email and let me know kind of what you're looking for And maybe I can steer you in the right direction of what would be a good hotel for you to stay at because I want you to go to Disneyland. I want you to be happy while you're there and having a good hotel really can make all the difference. All right. I will put a link to that in my show notes for Getaway today, but check out my Instagram. I'll put a link to my Instagram in the show notes there as well. Okay, I'm back. I'm ready to jump right into it. But what should we talk about first? Uh, Let's talk about PhotoPass. So I was on the fence about buying PhotoPass. You can pay $20 a day to get PhotoPass, or you can do $80 for a week. So I opted to do $80 for a week because we were going to be there for four-ish days, five actually, but five was only a partial day. I'll talk about that later. But Uh, I decided it would probably be worth the splurge, especially since we weren't going with another family who could take pictures of our family. I know you can always ask people, and I do that all the time, and there's never been a time where a kind guest at Disneyland hasn't willingly taken my picture. So I'm, I'm not afraid to ask people, but I thought it might be kind of fun since it's our first family trip all alone to get photo Pass. So for me, I thought it was a splurge. Splurged, I bought it on the Disneyland website before we left. It was really complicated to find on their website. I feel like they don't want people to know that you can buy a week's worth of photo Pass. It was very, I, I thought it was hidden basically. like It took me probably 10 to 15 minutes searching to find it and it should not be that hard so if you are looking for photo pass where you pay all at once up front realize that if you're not finding it you just have to dig a little deeper it's there it's just going to take some looking for so that was a little annoying i thought that that process should have been easier but i think they want people to just pay per day and not make it a big deal that they have a week's worth i don't know why don't if they don't want to offer the week why do they offer the week I don't know it should be easier but it's not Um, so I got that it automatically uploaded to my app because I bought it in my Disney experience on the Disneyland website so it was automatically on my app and you just use your app it has under photos it has a little QR code and to make it really easy for myself and for the photographers I took a screenshot of the QR code and then I put it as the lock screen on my phone so, that I wouldn't have to open up the Disneyland app and find the QR code every single time. And I can't tell you how appreciative all the photographers were that I had done this. They really, they were glad. And I was glad too because it just made it simple and easy. So, the first time we got pictures done by the photographer, I pulled up the Disneyland app and there they were, but they had the watermark over the front. And I was like, really? I paid for the photo pass. Why does it have the watermark over the front? This is so frustrating. But then I clicked on the photo and it opened up a little box that said, do you want to begin your photo pass today? And I said yes, and the watermark was automatically gone. So I imagine that lots of people run into this problem where they think that their photo pass that they paid for isn't working when really they just need to go one more step, click on the first photo and activate their pass. So if you're going to go that route, just know you have to activate it, but it was really simple. And after that, I absolutely loved PhotoPass. (laughs) I made my family wait in so many lines for photographers. They got sick of it. And by the time we were done, we probably ended up with probably 100 photos. And I loved it. Some of them turned out really great. Some of them are not great, but a lot of them are really awesome. And I'm so glad that we have them. Um, Every time there was a photographer that didn't have a long line or even was just standing there, I Mike ran up to photographers who were just standing there and asked them to take our picture multiple times and they were always happy to. So if you have PhotoPass, keep your eye out for photographers because they really are everywhere. The only time I had a hard time finding one was at Galaxy's Edge because I was looking for the little like off-white vest that all the Disneyland photographers wear and he was dressed in some type of Star Wars costume. So he was hard to find. I asked a cast member where the photographer was and he's like, he's over there somewhere. I'm like, I do not see him. And finally the cast member had to walk me over to him. (laughs) Then I found him, but he did not look like a photographer. So keep your eyes open, especially in Galaxy's Edge. When you have PhotoPass, you also get ride photos too. So what you need to do is take a picture of the ride photo and then later you can go back and enter in the code that is on each um, picture and it will just automatically add it to your photos. Once your photos are on your app, you do need to go through and make sure you download all of them because they only last like 90 days, I think. Which reminds me, I haven't done that yet. So I need to go through and do, do that and save all the photos because that would be a shame to take all those photos and pay that money and then not actually use it. So go through, save your photos. Um, They'll often do magic shots, which is really fun. We had a couple failed magic shots where they told us a magic thing was going to be in there and then it wasn't, but it's kind of funny. Um, We had one photographer that he's like, you're the last ones that I'm going to take pictures of. We were on Main Street near the Christmas tree, more, more in the middle of Main Street, but the Christmas tree was in the background and he was like, I am going... be done after you so if anyone lines up behind you tell them that I'm done which was a little awkward when people would line up behind us we're like sorry We're the last ones, but because we were his last ones, he took a lot of time with our family. He probably took like 10 minutes and took all kinds of different pictures, and at one point he had us all hold hands and spread out all the way across Main Street, and he was like, we're taking up all of Main Street, and so he kept saying, all right, scoot out just a little bit, just a little bit more. We're taking over all of Main Street, and like slowly we spread all the way out so that we blocked the entire Main Street with our family, all holding hands for a picture, And it was really fun. I enjoyed that. Uh, That picture didn't turn out super great because the lighting wasn't amazing. I need to see if I can fix it. But still, it was a fun memory that we blocked Main Street just for our family picture. And one that I will remember for a long time. If I can get the lighting fixed, oh, even if I can't, I'll just put it on my stories. Check out my Instagram stories. I better write that down. Yep. Okay. Wrote it down. I'll remember. So, think about Photo Pass. I thought it was worth it. If you're going to be there, I mean, even if you're there for just a day, $20 for Photo Pass might be worth it if you plan on having the photographer take some pictures. So, think about that. Next time you go, it might be worthwhile. All right, let's talk about being at Disneyland on Thanksgiving Day. So we've never been there on a major holiday before. This was our first time, and I have heard every single horror story there is about Disneyland on the holidays. I really have. And I was like a little nervous about going for Thanksgiving, but I was hopeful that with the reservation system, maybe it wouldn't be as bad since I think they are still limiting um, crowds a little bit. I have heard that they're at like 85% capacity now, which seems probably true to me. Um, On busier days, not on every single day, but on days that reservations are sold out, I think they are at 85% capacity. So I was hopeful that it wouldn't be as crowded, but I was a little nervous, but I decided it was really the only time we could go to make things work with kids' schedules and not missing school because I have one kid who doesn't like to miss school. So that's what needed to happen. So we were excited to spend Thanksgiving at Disneyland and we were all just prepared for larger crowds and longer wait times and it was we were just going to make the best of it and we all had good attitudes and we just decided whatever it was, it was going to be great because we were going to make it great. So Thanksgiving Day is my daughter's birthday, my youngest. She was born on Thanksgiving Day and then this was the first time her birthday has been on thanksgiving since she was born when she was born i remember sitting in the hospital and thinking how often is her birthday gonna be on thanksgiving like is this an every other year thing or how how does this work so i went through my calendar and scrolled and scrolled and realized that her birthday wouldn't be on thanksgiving again until she was 11 and i remember holding this tiny baby and thinking I don't think she's ever going to be 11. That seems so far away. And then all of a sudden it's here, and now she's 11, and we got to celebrate at Disneyland. So that was pretty special. Next time she turns, or next time she has a birthday on Thanksgiving, will be when she's 17. So I told her maybe we should go back to Disneyland for her birthday when she's 17. Wouldn't that be kind of fun? Shouldn't that be a tradition? Every time her birthday is on Thanksgiving, we should celebrate at Disneyland? I don't know. I love it. So I think we might try to make that happen. That seems really far away too right now. So we'll just see how it goes. But because it was her birthday, we brought um, some decorations that I put up in the hotel room. We did a Mickey Mouse themed party and I put up decorations and we brought her some presents and I didn't want to rush her in the morning. I didn't want to try to be there for rope drop, which means we would have needed to be up at like 6 a.m. and if she wanted to open presents we would have probably needed to be up even earlier and so I didn't want to do that on her birthday plus this girl she gets so tired she needs a lot of rest and she was already tired so we decided to just let her sleep in we all slept in and we woke up got ready opened her birthday presents went and got breakfast our hotel had breakfast so that was really nice and then we walked across the street and We got to Disneyland at probably, I don't remember, 9 or 9.30. So we weren't super early, but I didn't feel like it was too late. And we kind of let her dictate the day, do whatever she wanted to do. And we got her a little birthday button first off at um, the town square. What's it called? I don't know. It just left me. But I think it's town square. Town hall. I don't know. It's right next to the fire station. And right then the big double-decker bus was stopped there and uh, the driver was asking if anybody wanted to ride to the castle and he kept saying why walk when you can ride which I I don't know I just thought it was cute so she got excited about that and she's like is it free like yep it's free so she said can we ride and so we got in the bus and we rode down to the castle and that was a fun way to walk down walk to ride down Main Street uh, on Thanksgiving Day. So that was fun. We did that, and I can't even remember what rides we did after that. Lots of rides. We actually had reservations for Thanksgiving dinner at River Bell Terrace. That was the only place I could get reservations for. Um, Starting 60 days in advance, you can make your dining reservations. And I was checking every... I don't know, every 15 minutes that day, I was constantly on my phone, and it was an entire week that went by past the 60-day mark, and they still didn't have dining reservations available, and oh my gosh, I was getting so frustrated because I knew they were going to be gone the instant they dropped them, and how can I spend my entire life on the phone trying to figure out dining reservations, but I really wanted to have a sit-down dinner just because I wanted to be able to order her a cake. The only way you can order a cake at Disneyland is if you have a dining reservations at select places. So my top choice was Carnation Cafe because I thought that my kids would enjoy that the most. I wasn't able to get reservations there. I got um, signed up for Mouse Dining. If you've never done that, they you sign up for the dining, the like the day you're gonna be there, the restaurant you want, and you know, what meal you want, and you can sign up and they'll send you an email notification when dining reservations become available. Or you can pay and they'll send you a text, which I didn't do the paid option. Maybe I should have if I really wanted Carnation Cafe. But I just did the email option. They sent me one. I luckily saw it right away, and I was able to book reservations for Riverbell, which I felt lucky to have, actually. Because I kept checking and nothing else became available. So we were lucky to have them. I do know that you were able to do walk-up at certain locations, including Riverbell. um, At certain points during the day, you could get on wait lists for dinner, Thanksgiving dinner. So we went to Riverbell. I ordered her a cake. And I was really curious about how this cake was going to taste and what it was going to be. If you haven't seen them, they're these dome-shaped cakes and then they have a little chocolate circles in it to look like ears and two little chocolate buttons to look like Mickey Mouse's buttons on his belt and then a little tail so they're really cute you can get it in white chocolate or chocolate she wanted white chocolate and it was $45 which I thought was a little much says it serves six to eight which we have six of us And we each had one piece and there was one little piece left over so I guess it's true six to eight Um, the cake was actually really good I didn't know how it was gonna be but everybody liked it it was a very light cake and I would say like there's not a traditional frosting on it it's more of like a mousse that's kind of over the top and in between these thin cake layers. So I don't want to say it was like pudding-like because it wasn't. It was more like a light mousse. So the cake was really light. I don't know how the chocolate one is, but I assume it's similar, and it was very good. So we all enjoyed that. My daughter and I are the only ones that got the Thanksgiving dinner. So at Riverbell, they have the traditional Thanksgiving dinner that you could get. They came with um, a soup, like a butternut squash soup beforehand, and then a traditional Thanksgiving dinner and then a piece of pumpkin pie. So we decided to split that because it was $47. Actually, the reason that I got that was because that's what she wanted and I knew she wasn't going to eat nearly any of it. So I was like, "Let's, I'll split it with you, how about? So that worked out well. I got the Thanksgiving dinner. Nobody else in my family wanted the Thanksgiving dinner. We celebrated Thanksgiving before we left and so they didn't feel super compelled to eat more turkey. They were happy to have other things, so they all tried different things, and it was yummy, and I was grateful that we were able to make reservations. There are several places that you can enjoy Thanksgiving dinner at the parks, but if you don't have reservations, you can go to the French Market. They had a Thanksgiving meal that was being served there. Earl of Sandwich at downtown Disney has a Thanksgiving sandwich. Jolly Holiday Bakery had a Thanksgiving sandwich. So there are other options. If you don't have a dining reservation, you can still have some turkey on Thanksgiving. You can also buy one of those ginormous turkey legs. Though why you would want to do that, I do not know. But but you could. It's an option. Okay, let's talk about crowd levels because I was concerned about this going in. I got so many messages about what were crowds like when we were there because it's a busy time to visit, and reservations were were full on the days that we were there. Luckily, I got them early, but there were lots of people there, which, okay, just listen. So there were lots of people there. The walkways were crowded. The restaurants were crowded. Quick services were crowded. felt like oftentimes we had a hard time finding a table, which is like one of my most like and I, I just get so frustrated. Does anyone else get frustrated? I have severe anxiety about finding tables to sit at when I have my whole family with me. Why I am like this, I have no idea. But if you're holding a whole tray of food or multiple trays of food and there is nowhere to sit, nothing makes me more irritated than that. I hate that. Like we've been to restaurants before, not at Disneyland, but at other places where we'll walk in and I'll be like, nope. Nope, not gonna do it, there is nowhere to sit. I know I'm gonna stand there holding this tray of food. It's getting cold while we wait for someone to leave their table, so, and then we have to turn around and leave. So anyway, there were some moments like that where I was frustrated. I'm like, there really is nowhere to sit, but we made it work. We were usually able to find a table for four people and then two people would just stand or we would try to like squeeze two more people in there. So we made it work. Wasn't the worst thing in the world. It was just annoying at times walkways were crowded. Um, You know, at certain times of the day, it always gets more congested over in Frontierland and things like that. But then where there were other places where it felt very open and like there weren't very many people, like at Galaxy's Edge, there never seems to be huge crowds there anymore, which is nice. So walkways were crowded, but not it wasn't unbearable. I've been there before in the summer where things felt really, really crowded and it didn't feel as crowded as that to me. So I felt like crowds were bearable. There were crowds. There were people there for sure, but it didn't feel to the point that I was annoyed or upset by them or, you know, thinking this is totally ruining our vacation because there's so many people. It wasn't like that at all. Now, wait times were interesting. So I... I literally timed every single ride that we went on for you with my little timer on my phone. Like I did it exact and it got to the point that my kids reminded me, did you start your timer? Did you start your timer? And then on Instagram, I put every single ride, what the posted wait time was and then what the actual wait time was. Because I'm always so curious when people are like, oh, the crowds were so high and we waited for two hours for this ride. I'm like, did you really? Were you timing it? I don't know. So, anyway, I timed every single thing and on average and then then I went through because I'm a nerd. I went through and I figured out how many rides we went on that day, how like how long we waited and I averaged it all and we averaged waiting in line about 25 minutes per ride, which I thought was super amazing for a holiday weekend. So easy 25 minutes, that's really nothing. Almost every single ride we went on had an inflated wait time, which I thought was also interesting. So like Big Thunder Mountain, at one point we wrote on it, it said it was going to be 40 minutes. So we got in line, we waited 11 minutes. This happened over and over again, you know, like it would be 65 minutes for Space Mountain. Well, we only waited 30 So wait times were significantly less almost all the time than the posted wait times. There were a few exceptions where it was exactly the right amount of time or just a few minutes over the predicted wait times, but for the most time, like the most part, sorry, they were significantly less, which I thought was really amazing. I did feel bad for people who, because I mean, we figured this out pretty quickly because I was timing things. But I felt bad because I assumed that there were probably quite a few people who were walking by these rides and saying, you know, like, oh, 45 minutes for Pirates, I'm not waiting that long, when in reality, it was actually a 17 minute wait. So I think a lot of people may have missed out. And I've actually seen some posts on Facebook about people who had a terrible time on Thanksgiving and they said it was so crowded and the waits were so long for rides and they didn't get to ride very many things. And I feel bad for him. I, I don't. I did not have the same experience that they had. We really felt like wait times were very manageable, and we said to each other the entire trip, "We're like, I can't believe these wait times." Now, I mean, to be fair, I was being strategic about what we rode and when. Like, we didn't go get in line for Guardians at four o'clock in the afternoon when the wait time posted was ninety minutes because I knew that that was going to be too long that was going to be longer than I wanted to wait for that ride and I knew that the times were going to go down as the day went on so we were strategic and smart about what we rode and when so we went to attractions with shorter wait times During the afternoon, we went and did other things during the afternoon and saw some shows. And we went and drew at Animation Academy a few times, things like that. So we, I wasn't hopping in lines that I saw were excessively long. We saved those for different times, if that makes sense. So, I mean, maybe those people who had a terrible experience were getting in those lines. They must have been because someone was waiting in those long lines, but it wasn't me. It wasn't my family, thank goodness, but we really had a great experience with the wait times, I thought they were great, and rides were running at full capacity, which sometimes they're not, so they had like both sides of Matterhorn running, they had both sides of Big Thunder running, everything seemed to be running at full capacity. Whereas when I was there um, in September, they were only running one side of Big Thunder and I waited about the same amount of time. So it seemed like they had all hands on deck, lots of cast members so that they could run things at full capacity. Now the day before we arrived, they stopped doing reservation boarding groups for Rise of the Resistance. And I was a little worried about that because I was like, We're just going to have to wait in a super long line for it because I'm not willing to rope drop it. I don't think rope dropping Rise of the Resistance for the average person is a good idea, especially if you've got a family with you. It's one of those rides like Peter Pan, like everybody's trying to rope drop it and you're going to end up waiting just as long as you do in the morning as you would later in the day. And so you might as well go enjoy the lower wait times in the park during the day because you're going to still wait if you if you waited to ride it later you'd still wait the same amount of time. So, does that make sense? I'm explaining it badly. But I knew I wasn't going to rope drop Rise of the Resistance. We weren't just we weren't going to do that. And my kids had already been on Rise of the Resistance in Disney World, so that made me feel good at least they had already been there. And we decided we would just watch the wait times I'd notice cuz I <laughs> I'm obsessed with the Disneyland app and I'm always tracking wait times, so I had noticed that they go down significantly in the evenings, so I thought, let's just wait. Once we see it hit like 75 minutes or lower, maybe 60 minutes, that would be a good time for us to go over. So we were watching it, the ride had been down for a few hours, and we just happened to be over at Galaxy's Edge, like literally, literally walking by. Rise of the Resistance, and I overhear someone saying it's back up. So we walk over, the lady's like, yes, it's back up. Like, okay, we're getting in line right now. So we walked, got in line. The posted wait time when we got in the line said 75 minutes, but we only waited 45. I think it's because we were literally right there when they reopened, and so we were one of the first people to get on the ride. So that was really nice. 45 minutes was not bad. That was the longest time that we waited, for anything and i didn't think that 45 minutes was bad at all that was our record actually my son and husband did go get in line for web slingers in the middle of the day when it was like 120 minutes and i i was like well if you're going to wait but they decided they did and we had already ridden it earlier that day and waited 11 minutes in the morning but they decided it would be fun to wait and they didn't enjoy their long wait and they decided that the ride wasn't worth it but by the time they decide that, they're already like so far into the line. They just have to stick it out, right? So they did wait longer, but that that was against my my judgment. That was against. I'm not. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I didn't tell them to do that, right? <laughs> they made that the decision on their own. So they did have a longer wait. The longest I waited was 45 minutes, and. I thought that was pretty amazing for the entire trip. So we were there four full days and then our free day that we got through Getaway Today when we did the deal, buy four days, get the fifth free, we did as our arrival day. So when we got to Anaheim, we checked into our hotel and then just went over to the parks for a few hours and went on a couple of rides and had dinner over there and then went back to our hotel. So I thought that was a good way to spend our free day at Disneyland. Okay, I have gotten so many questions about our parade dining reservations. So I wanted to talk about that real quick before I finish up. Right before we left, maybe a couple weeks, then I saw that Disneyland was releasing their parade dining packages, which I was super intrigued by because I've always wanted to try it. And I got reservations through the Disneyland app. It was expensive, more than I wanted to pay And I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it overall. So to get, let me just start here. The parade dining package includes lunch at the Plaza Inn and then reserved seating in a certain section in front of the train station behind the flagpole. So right kind of in the main street hub area, there's a little like half circle. It's right there. They have it all blocked off. So you get lunch that includes dessert and it includes your drink at the Plaza Inn and then you can return later. So it's not like you eat while you watch the parade. You go and you have your meal and then they give you a lanyard and a ticket. You need both of them. They give you those and you head back to the parade viewing spot when it's your time. They tell you what parade you Are going to be viewing so we our reservation was at 220 so the parade that we were assigned to was the 530 parade so we got there for our Reservation you pay when you get there Luckily, I it was our last day and I had already upgraded to my magic key So I was able to use my magic key discount and save 10% Which made me feel so happy. So everybody in my family is considered an adult since they're all over the age of nine So we had to pay adult prices for all of them And it was, how much was it? Shoot. Hold on. I'm going to look it up. Okay. It was $45 for adults and all of my kids are considered adults or 25 for kids. So That includes your dining reservation and your lunch. For lunch, they have a pre-set menu, so you don't get to choose what you eat. So what they gave us was roasted New York strip sirloin with house-made mac and cheese, autumn vegetables, and chocolate bread pudding. It also came with like this little type of bread it was like this toasted bread it was yummy and then it also came with your fountain drink or bottled water so we arrived I was kind of hoping that you would be able to choose your your food items from the regular menu if I could change one thing about it that's what I would do but I understand that then they can't really do the the preset price and so they have to give everybody the same thing. So they have a, you check in and then they give you your lanyard and they give you your ticket. And then they there's a special area where you go and pick up your food. So you go through, you show them your receipt after you've paid for it. And then you take your tray and you can go find a spot to sit. So um, it, I felt like it was expensive for our family. We usually don't pay like $280 for one meal at Disneyland, but it was our first time being there as a family, and it was our last day, and it's the holidays, and I wanted to do it, and my husband was on board because he hates waiting in huge crowds for the parade, so we splurged and gave it a try and dinner was good i mean our lunch it was good i liked it i was a little worried my kids wouldn't eat it but they all ate the sirloin which i thought was yummy the mac and cheese was good the vegetables were good the bread was good the bread pudding (laughs) my kids have never had bread pudding before and it looks terrible you know what bread pudding looks like it looks like like this just big pile of mush it is not a pretty dessert and this one my kids were sure it was like something with a weird dark gravy on it because it had a little bit of chocolate on it and none all of them were very they were very suspicious about this dessert but they all ended up trying it and liking it it tasted like a cinnamon roll and it was good so we were all happy with our meal we thought it was yummy and i kept thinking this is really overpriced but then i had to remember but we're getting the parade viewing, reminding myself of that. We're not just eating lunch, we're also getting the parade viewing, which we hadn't experienced yet. So we had our meal and then we had a few hours and we ran around and did some rides and pictures with the photographer because we were losing light. I'm like, we gotta take more pictures. So my kids loved that, of course. And then it was time to head over to the viewing spot. So the parade begins at 5.30. They tell you, you can check in between 5 p.m. and 5 30. Well the parade starts at 5 30 which is pretty amazing that you can just walk up and get your spot right as the parade is beginning. So we got there a little before five and I noticed they were already letting people in so um, we went and grabbed our spot. We just had our lanyards and our tickets and we showed them to the guy. He took our tickets and then he said you can sit wherever you want. You can stand whatever you want to do. So we found a spot right on the curb and we were able to sit there and nobody got in front of us. Nobody was behind us, crowding us. Everybody just kind of spread out. There was this lady sitting next to us with her son. She had a stroller and she was right next to us on the curb. And the guy came by and asked me, I heard him coming down the line. He was saying, have you given me your tickets yet? He came by, he said, have you given me your tickets? I said, yeah. Yeah. And the little boy on her lap said, mom, we don't have tickets. And she said, shh. And so I watched him to see what would happen. And he went over to them and asked for their tickets. And she's like, oh, my husband has them and he's at Starbucks. And so I can't give them to you. And he said, well, do you have your lanyard? And she said, no, he has those too. And so the guy was like, well, if he's not here in the next five minutes, I'm going to have to ask you to leave till you can. Then you can come back when you have your tickets. And so right then she just stood up and she's like, well, I'll just call him. And she picked up her phone, but she didn't dial anybody. She just pretended to start talking to somebody. And then she packed up her kid in the stroller and she left and she never came back. So she was trying to sneak in to the parade viewing spot. But I think they keep a pretty close watch on that because they did come by and my kids didn't want to wear their lanyards, but they came by and asked everybody to wear their lanyard for the whole parade just so that they can make sure that everybody who was in that reserve spot was in the spot. So most people stayed sitting down. I mean, there's not chairs, but some people were in wheelchairs. There is a bench, but I didn't pay close attention to if anybody was standing in front of it. There were a few people who stood in the back, but it was really good viewing. Even if you showed up right as it was beginning, you could still stand there. Nobody would be touching you. Nobody would be crowding in on you, and you still would have had an amazing view. So just for that... I would say that the parade dining was worth it because we really, really enjoyed the parade. We enjoyed just sitting there and feeling the Disney magic. You can feel it a little more when you don't sit there for three hours trying to save your parade spot. And you know when you find the perfect parade spot and then somebody decides to somehow wiggle in right in front of you and then put their giant kid on their shoulders and you can't see a dang thing? I hate that. So we didn't have any of those problems with that. So I. I loved it. I would do it again, especially occasionally. It's not something I would do, you know, several times a year because it is expensive, but occasionally for special occasions, I think it's totally worth it to splurge on the parade dining package. All right. I want to talk real quick about favorite parts of the trip. We went through on the way home. We had a long drive home. It took so long to get home with the Thanksgiving traffic, but. We went through and I was asking all the kids what their favorite part of the vacation was. And Jacob, he's our oldest, he loved making, or not making, he just bought it pre-made, but he bought himself a lightsaber. He has a job, so he has his own money, and he he spent a ton on this lightsaber. I guess it's a dark saber, and apparently it's super cool. It's from the Mandalorian. It's like an ancient lightsaber, and it's a really good deal because it comes with the stand and the blade. I don't know. He told me all kinds of things about it. He was so excited about it. We went after he got it and we took some pictures with it in front of the spaceship. What's it called? The Millennium Falcon. And he was just, he loved it. So he carried it around and he went back after dark because it's more cool after dark. And he got a lot of attention for his lightsaber because I guess... Probably not everybody wants to spend $220 on a lightsaber, but he did. And so people kept asking him where he got it and what kind it was and commenting on how cool it was. And he loved it. He's like, everybody's so nice here. He loved just wandering around Galaxy's Edge with his lightsaber and chit-chatting with people about lightsabers. So that was his favorite part. I was glad that he had his own money to pay for it because there was no way I was spending $220 on a lightsaber. But... That was his favorite part, Isaac. He is not a huge Disneyland fan. I don't want to say that he—he's a Disneyland fan. Uh, he just doesn't get jump up and down excited about any of it most of the time. I feel like he's just making me happy by being there. Like he's like, okay, mom likes this, so we'll do it. That kind of thing. He doesn't love like rushing around for hurrying to get places and he doesn't love crowds and things like that so he tolerates Disneyland and my love for it but he does really like um Guardians of the Galaxy so we went on that I don't know how many times like eight nine so many times so he enjoyed that he liked Guardians and he says he'll go back again I'll get him back um Grace loved she, let me just tell you this story real quick. She got in her head on our last day there that she was. Is our last day? Yes, on our last day there that she was going to ride Splash Mountain like a bunch of times in a row after dark when there is no wait because nobody wants to go on it at night in the winter because it's freezing. And you don't want to be wet and freezing and Splash Mountain at Disneyland is different than Splash Mountain at Disney World. At Disney World you're not going to get wet much at all. At Disneyland there's a good chance that you're going to get soaked. like Literally soaked. So she decided that's what she wanted to do and she was super excited about it. She was going to ride it as many times as she could in an hour. Her goal was six times and then as it got darker and colder nobody else wanted to do it with her and then she was feeling bad and was kind of down because I'm like you can still do it you can do it by yourself and she (laughs) did not like that idea so my husband bless his heart said that he would do it with her because she was so excited about it and so they together started at like 930 I think and rode Splash Mountain they decided they would do it seven times in a row so My other kids went with them the first two times and then the last five they did by themselves. And they were so wet by the time they got off of this ride. And it was freezing cold outside. I think it was like 54 degrees, so cold. They were soaked. Uh, But my daughter was so proud of herself. Like she just loved that she did it. She was really happy. She said she never wants to hear the Zippity Doo-Dah song again. She's so sick of it. But she was proud that she did it and now she has bragging rights. The cast members figured out what they were doing and they said they told them they're like you can just keep riding around. You don't have to get off and go through the whole line again unless you want your pictures because if you want your picture, you have to get off and go take a picture of it so you can have the picture and they did want their pictures because they were holding up the number of fingers that they were on which ride they were on so like they held up the number two on their second time down so they wanted their pictures so the cast members said just get off take your picture and then come right back through the exit and we'll get you right back on so that was really nice of them helped speed things up for them a little bit but they had a very cold walk back to the hotel but they left happy and I think my favorite part, believe it or not, this is going to sound crazy, was waiting in line. I know, that sounds crazy, right? But I really enjoyed just being in line with my family because we had nowhere else to go. Like, we had to hang out together. And my kids, they all had their their phones and they were on them often during the times that we were online, but often they weren't and they would talk to us and they would talk to each other and they're older now. They don't like play together very often anymore, but this really gave them a chance to just hang out together more than they do when we're at home because they're all busy doing different things and they're older and they all have good relationships but it was fun to watch them together in line and they made up games that they played and then we played games on the app and they teased each other not in a mean way but in like a fun playful way and they made bets about different rides and it was just fun to see them interact all together And I liked it. I don't know. I liked being in line with my family. So weird as it sounds, I enjoyed the time that we spent in line. Okay, I've talked a really long time. (laughs) I think I need a Diet Dr. Pepper. It's definitely time. I will share more information about our trip somewhere down the road i do want to tell you guys all about how we saved money while we were there obviously not on the parade dining package but we did different things to save money because taking six people to disneyland is expensive i know (laughs) so i'll talk about i'll talk about more more about our trip down the road but that's it for now I'm going to put links in the show notes to lots of things. I have the holiday gift guide I'll put in the show notes. I also have a holiday guide to Disneyland if you're going to be visiting during the holidays. I have my park itinerary and free printables. I also have a Facebook group. So if you're on Facebook and want to join a fun group where you can ask your questions or share your Disney thoughts and feelings and opinions, then come and join our Facebook group because it's really fun. I will put a link to that in my show notes as well. All right. Oh, one more thing. If you guys are listening all the way to the end, you're my very favorite, and I would love it if you would leave me a review on my podcast. That's what helps people find me. It helps my podcast grow, and I would appreciate it so much. Also, I just remembered I was going to tell you about my magic mail giveaways. Every single month, I give something away to someone who is on my newsletter mailing list. So I just... Pick out the giveaway. This in past November, I was giving away a gold water bottle that I got at Disneyland. It's really pretty. I just pick someone randomly off my newsletter list and then I send them magic mail. It's really fun. So I haven't announced December's giveaway yet because I don't know what it is, but when I figure it out, I will announce it on my Instagram. But if you want to sign up for that, then there'll be a link in the show notes for that as well. Thank you so much for being here. I hope everybody had. Happy Thanksgiving and I hope Christmas preparations are going well. Hang in there. You got this. I always feel like I just have to get through the first two weeks of December because that's the busiest time for me with all the buying the gifts and the wrapping and like trying to figure things out. And then after that, things calm down and I can just really enjoy the holidays. So you can do it. You can get through it. (laughs) I will be back next week with something new. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon.